0: I posted what I'm about to tell you to Instagram and it resonated with so many people. My DMs blew up. I knew I had to talk about it on today's episode. You are listening to the Dear Creative Soul Podcast. I'm Valerie McKeon. This is my love letter to you, fellow creative soul, to help encourage you on your journey, whatever that may look like. I said, you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to quit something. You're allowed to experiment. You're allowed to start something new. There are no rules. So many of you wrote and said, I needed this. I needed to hear this. This is your permission slip that I want to give you today. There are no rules. I want to dedicate Just an entire episode to the topic of changing your mind, pivoting, quitting something. This is another one of the mindset shifts that I've been making for myself, allowing myself to try things, knowing that I can always change my mind. You can change your mind too. Sometimes we don't try things because we think, well, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to have to go back and tell everybody I was trying this thing and it actually didn't happen. But no, there are no rules. You are absolutely allowed to change your mind and quit something. The bottom line is giving the world the gift of your honest and authentic self is worth pushing past the fear of what's gonna happen if I change my mind or quit something. Those are all just made up rules and limitations that we put on ourselves. It's easy to get stuck in the idea of permanence. It's easy to think that if you try something new or announce that you're trying something, then all of a sudden you have to stick with it forever. And I totally get this because sometimes with Facebook, maybe you say, I'm going to be a wedding photographer. And then you get six months in, you don't really like it. You feel like it's not for you. You think, oh, I'm going to have to answer to my family at the family reunion who saw my Facebook post that I was doing this now. It feels scary to try things and put it out there because we think that we're labeling ourselves and we're going to have to answer for that. So I get why that can keep us stuck in this idea of permanence, but just because you're good at something, just because you try something, even despite that, does not mean that it has to stay that way. I really wanna break this down and go head first into the fears of why I believe this resonated so much. Why you believe that you need this permission slip that you already have, but there's something still keeping you stuck from changing, quitting, pivoting. I think the biggest thing is that we are concerned about what other people think. Maybe you fear letting someone down. You fear disappointing them or being judged. When I was first starting to sell some original paintings, I hadn't done this before. Up until this point, I I didn't sell originals. They were going to have a much higher price point. I was trying something new and i was telling somebody how i'm going to start selling my original paintings and see how it goes and i'm really excited about it and this is sort of a new iteration of my business something that i'm offering so about a week later this person i see them again and they said oh so how's it going with the paintings are you selling your paintings and i said well i i haven't sold any yet but you know i'm i'm working on it and they said oh well what's your plan B? (laughs) Instantly, I felt all the judgment. I felt like I was disappointing this person, that they had this thought that I was going to announce that I was selling these paintings. I don't know what they thought. But that brings me to my point. We don't know what other people think. We can't know what other people think. We can't, no matter how we try and no matter how we want to, control what other people think. So in that moment, I had a little bit of like a shock to the system, being taken aback, feeling like, oh, maybe I am failing. Maybe that was a bad idea. I instantly felt this wash over me of, I wish I didn't say anything. I wish I didn't didn't announce what I was doing. But no, I had to push past that, give myself a pep talk and say, you're trying something. This is something brand new. It doesn't have to work right away. It doesn't have to work ever, frankly, because it's all just play. It's all fun. It's trying something new. We don't get to decide what somebody else is going to think no matter what. Frankly, it's, it's none of our business what somebody else thinks, just like it's none of their business what you think in, in your own private thoughts. When you try to control what somebody else is going to think of you, when you try to buffer a perceived judgment, all you do in actuality, you don't affect that person. You don't affect what they think and what they're going to think because they're bringing in their own life experience, their own perspective, and everything else. So you're not going to fix that. What you're actually doing in that moment is letting down the only person that you truly have to live with, and that is yourself. You fall out of integrity with yourself, which is a terrible place to be, Because you have to live in those thoughts. You have to live in that body. And when you're beholden to something that doesn't belong to you anyway, and that is uncontrollable, you lose your freedom. You lose the part of you that makes you magic, which is your authentic self. You need to choose to belong to yourself. Because when you belong to yourself and you can stand in that, you stand in freedom. And when the perceived judgments come, just like we all will experience, we can reassure ourselves and I hope that this helps you reassure yourself that you are standing in your truth and your freedom and you are going to bed at night knowing That you stood up for that person who you have to live with and go to bed with at night. We're afraid of being judged and what other people might think or say, but let's even take it a step further and just flat out not being liked. Not being liked by everyone is actually just completely normal. There was a time when I used to feel so stressed out and personally hurt when I would get unfollows on Instagram. There's been a few times where I I would lose a a number of people, hundreds even, from a certain post. And it would just hit me in the gut like, "What? They they don't like me. What did I do? What did I post that that they don't like?" That's a really sad way to live and I'm semi-embarrassed to even just have admitted that. But I had to come to grips with this fact that not everyone is going to like me and that's okay. Is it better that I would morph who I am and what I want to post in order to keep people who weren't my people? It's better to just have those people exit, which is fine. And it's completely normal. And at the time, I thought that that was something happening to me that was so unique. We often think that, that the experiences that we're having are just happening to us. But since that time, I've heard from many people on Instagram and many artists and creatives and content creators that that flow of losing a bunch of followers is not only completely normal, it's welcome. It's good to weed out the people that just aren't your people. And it has nothing to do with you. This was something I had to learn when I felt personally hurt. Why don't they like me? But then I had to think, well, not everyone likes chocolate ice cream, (laughs) Not everyone thinks that Van Gogh is, is the greatest painter. Some people prefer Monet. Some people love Degas. Some people love country music. Other people despise country music. But just because we have preferences, does that make Garth Brooks a, a bad guy that needs to change who he is? No, it doesn't you are entitled to your preferences just like everybody else is entitled to their preferences. It is not your job to fit a mold to please somebody. Somebody said to me it's okay if everyone doesn't like you because you don't like everyone. Maybe a different phrasing is is even better to say it's okay if everyone doesn't understand you because you don't understand everyone. You're not in their thoughts and their feelings and their heart. Another fear piece that I I think keeps us in in these places of being afraid to change or to quit something is a scarcity mindset. Uh, About a year ago, my husband and I, we were really evaluating our business, Lily and Val, thinking about the places that needed to shift and pivot we made the decision to stop selling note cards. These note cards started the business back in 2012, and it felt like a huge weight to stop that. And we held on way, way longer than we really should have. It's because we still had customers that were loving the cards. We sold a ton of cards wholesale, but when we sat down and actually looked at the numbers it just wasn't it wasn't worth it the profitability versus the work and the effort and the the manpower and everything just it didn't add up but we still held on because of the first point we were afraid of what people would think if we said we were getting rid of this core product but I think even more than that in this case, it was a scarcity mindset. We were afraid that if we let that go, we would be letting go of of profit and somehow we would just be losing out. And we came from this place of lack instead of realizing that sometimes when you let something go, you open yourself up for more. I think about pruning in in gardening, when you prune and you cut back, it allows the plant to grow back stronger and better and more fruitful. And that's necessary to do. But when we have a scarcity mindset and we're afraid to cut back or stop something, it's really just going to keep you in a place of lack. Instead of trusting yourself and trusting that if your heart is moving in this different direction, you will figure it out. You are bright and capable and strong, and when you're moving in that way, things will open up and change, but staying in a place of scarcity and lack, it's predictable. You know what you're going to get in that place, and that is what you've always gotten, (laughs) just staying stuck. So we did make the decision to finally cut cards, and it was a hard decision, but I'm so glad we did that because it did just free up our operation in so many ways. I think about people who have made pivots and changes, and it's it's really inspiring to think about. I live in Pennsylvania. At one point, I lived in the central part of the state. That's where my husband is from. And they call this area the snack capital of the world. There's Snyder's of Hanover, Utz Potato Chips is there, and most famous of all, Hershey's chocolate. When I met my husband, we started just spending a lot of time in Hershey. We would go to Hershey Park, and I really immersed myself in in all things Hershey and just have really come to love that company and the story of, of the company and the founder, Milton S. Hershey. Did you know Milton Hershey, he had a few companies actually before he he founded Hershey's Chocolate, but one of them was called the Lancaster Caramel Company. He started out by making and selling caramels, and this business did really, really well. Then at the World's Fair, he saw machinery that blew his mind. This was new machinery for making chocolate in mass. He had the vision and he ended up selling the Lancaster Caramel Company for a million dollars, which was a ton of money back then. And he ended up putting every single last dollar into his new chocolate company. And now we have Hershey's Chocolate. I think about if Milton Hershey had a scarcity mindset, he would have held on so tightly to the Carmel Company, which was doing well at the time, and missed out on this prompting on his heart for something that he could try. I think about Julia Child, who, have you seen the movie Julie and Julia? Because This is probably top three movies for sure. It's I can watch it at any time. I love it so much. Did you know that Julia Child worked in advertising and for the government and she didn't even discover her love of cooking until later in life? When her husband Paul's work took them to Paris, she fell in love with French cuisine. And I think about the scene in the movie where (laughs) Paul and Julia, they're eating and all of the butter. And oh, if you watch that movie, you cannot be hungry. We say that every time. They make the food look so good. And Julia Child was just so cute. And Meryl Streep playing her was just amazing. And she says to Paul, Paul, who is Stanley Tucci, well, what am I good at? I- I'm just good at eating. <laughs> and Paul laughs and says, well, you do it so well. <laughs> and it's it's adorable. But anyway, she fell in love with French cuisine after moving there. And she, she ended up going to Le Cordon Bleu and studying, having her TV show. But it wasn't even until the age of 50 when she had her TV show. And there's a uh, quote that I found that she wrote to her sister-in-law and said, "'Really, the more I cook, the more I like to cook. "'To think it has taken me 40 years "'to find my true passion, cat and husband accepted.'" (laughs) I also wanna make the point, when Julia came into that passion, it was from fun. They were eating their way through Paris and just having a blast. It wasn't this white knuckled, I have to find my thing. It just, she was having fun and was not afraid to take that leap and pivot. And what a pivot it was coming from government work to do what she ended up doing. And also just a testament to the fact that it's never too late to completely switch gears and try something brand new. Lastly, I think about Cameron Diaz from a creative standpoint. Now, Julia was somebody who was in government work and then left to do something creative. But what if you are in something creative and you are just over it? Cameron Diaz back in 2014 said, I'm done with acting. I'm I'm over it. I'm retiring. I just want to be a mom. And that's what she did. She has left from doing any movies or TV for almost 10 years. Side note to this, I just found out she is going to be in a Netflix movie, which is pretty exciting to see her again. But I read in an article that she said she's going back into retirement after that. She's just done with it. And it's fine We, again, there are no rules. You can be one of the most famous actresses in the entire world and one day decide, I don't want to do this anymore. There are no rules to this. It's just about following your heart. Also, how boring would it be if things always stayed the same? We wouldn't expect ourselves to do the same things we did in high school as adults as kids, when we're growing up, we give ourselves the freedom to try so many things. Oh, we want to take piano lessons. I took gymnastics. I played soccer. We, we can try and, and give ourselves all of these novel experiences when we're children and nobody expects us to try basketball and then stick with that for the rest of our lives. So why don't we give ourselves that same grace and that same attitude in adulthood? We're still developing, even in adulthood. Being alive means that we're changing. It would be so boring if we were still doing all of the same things. Give yourself the opportunity to change if you want to, stay the same if you want to, and just follow what it is that's on your heart to follow So to wrap up, I just want to recap, you cannot control what people think. Don't let that stop you from changing or quitting something. Pay attention to if you're having a scarcity mindset. It's really sneaky and you might inadvertently be living in a form of lack instead of thinking about all of the good that can come on the other side of making a tough decision. Remember, We have not stayed the same since high school, and how boring would that be if we did? I'll leave you with this quote, and I had to do a quote by Julia Child, of course. This is my invariable advice to people. Learn how to cook, try new recipes, learn from your mistakes, be fearless, and above all, have fun. Insert whatever it is creatively that you would like to try instead of cook what wisdom there from julia is this episode resonating with you did you need that permission slip i hope that i was able to give that to you please check me out on Instagram. Let me know, send me a DM at Valerie McKeon and let me know if this was the permission slip that you needed. And if there's somebody in your life that could also use that, please share this episode with them, send it to them in an email or text message. If you're loving this podcast and you feel inclined to share on Instagram, please tag me because I love to repost those shares. And I would also be so honored if you would take a minute to leave me a review and help other creatives find this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be with you again next week. Bye.